everyone. Welcome to Ladies on a Roll. Today, I have a very special guest joining me. Uh, she is a hilarious female comedian. Welcome, Paula Faust. Yay! Hi, Paula. Where's the fanfare? Where's, Who's it? Right? where's the intro music? Where's the intro music? Come right? on. <laughs> what kind of comedian are you? I'm not uh, for sure I would walk on, walk on to come on, get happy. Right? Right? Oh. Copyrights. <laughs> <laughs> That's copyright. <laughs> don't have a, don't have the budget for that. So we have, as Paula just mentioned, uh, she mentioned the song "Come On Get Happy," because we are talking about the infamous the Partridge Family. Look at her beautiful cup. It's so awesome. <laughs> Look, I believe you're also wearing a T-shirt. Art, can, can you show uh, people who are? There you oh, go. Ooh, yeah, kind of wow. looks like I just showed showed my boobs a but. little bit yeah so for those who are just listening paula has a cup that has the partridge family on it says come on get happy she has a shirt with little uh partridges on it that says the partridge family is very very cute we'll, we'll try to put up a picture if we can so let's get into it um let's talk about if you've never heard of the partridge family because you are probably younger than us uh the Partridge Family was a 1970s show about a widow mother and her five kids. They decided to form a band and make a hit record. And mm -hmm. then they decided to just travel around the country in a groovy school bus. Yes, people use the word groovy. Uh, the comedy contrasts life on the road with the cozy suburban life they return to after the show is over. So like, yeah, they're traveling on the road and then they come back home and, you know, chaos always ensues. Mm -hmm but there is always some feel-good music, hapless adults, because you have to have hapless adults, scheming yeah. kids and heartthrob teens thrown in for good measure. Let's talk about this a little bit, Paula. Um, you had mentioned and wanted to talk about the Partridge Family because you're a big fan. Is that correct? I'm probably the biggest fan. Biggest fan. There. So let's get that right. Let's oh, that okay. Right. Well, what you forgot to mention was that Partridge Family was based on a real-life mother and kid kids group called the cow sills mm -hmm. so that's where they got that's where they got it and they actually were thinking about having the cow sills make an appearance but then they decided against it so oh, whatever nice. but um no i'm a huge when i was little back in 19 because it ran from 1970 to 1973 mm -hmm. so in 70 i was like eight years old but i was you like eight? eight to I know, I know. Because look, you would never guess it. Look how young I look. I know. You'd well, never guess I was 62. I totally well, looked like I was born in 82. <laughs> well, so you were basically the same age as Danny Bonaducci. R a yes. rough age, because he was about eight when he started the show, I believe. I think he was 10. He yeah, was 10 oh, when he started, so he's, he's two years older than me. But hello, I didn't have a crush on Danny Bonaducci. Oh, so you think I'm lame? You think I'm lame? I, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not. I, I like Danny. Him. I, I, Danny. Danny was a train wreck from go. Okay. okay. A train wreck from go based on and the way he was raised. And he had like this tyrannical dad and stuff. But did you know that came back at age. the time though? Did you know that back no, at the time? He had no, back? All, I okay. knew at the, all I knew at the time was, okay, I was eight mm -hmm. to 11, eight to 11, a uh, 12 when the, when the, um show was on yeah and 
that was when I just started like, ooh, boys are cute. Oh. And, you know, started to, started to, you know, see crushes and stuff. My very first celebrity crush, though, was on Jack Wilde from HR Puff and stuff, if you Whoa. remember that. Uh, remember roughly. HR Puff and stuff? Uh, roughly, okay. I didn't That's have right, a TV you're a growing up. Yeah, I'm a little younger right. and we didn't have a TV growing up. Yeah. So I, I, I saw glimpses here and there of different shows mm -hmm. being at friends' house and stuff. I, I roughly remember. Uh, are you referring to the young boy that was in ATR yes. Puff and stuff and he'd yeah. play like the little piccolo or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, is, I roughly. He was, uh, but, he, was know, my, he was my first celebrity crush. Then oh, it was okay. Then after David Cassidy was Vince Van Patten, but he was very short-lived. Very short. Vince Van Patten. Vince Van Patten. Oh yeah, I kind of wanted to marry him, but oh, wow. I didn't know if I wanted to get into the Van Patten family. They were, you know, that's a whole nother show. But yeah. I, yeah, that that started my crush, and uh -huh. then I thought, you know, at the time I was I was at the perfect age for the Friday night lineup on ABC, which okay. was, and I will and I will give it to you. This is kind of right now, right around 1972. Uh -huh. Was Brady Bunch, mm -hmm. Partridge Family. Room 222, oh. Odd Couple, Love American Style. Love and American if, Style. If my, mom, if, my mom <laughs> and dad, if my mom and dad drank a little bit too much wine, they would kind of fall asleep. So we'd be able to stay up for Love American oh, Style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was quite fancy. Well, let me ask you this. Did you have a color or black and white TV? Because that was a thing back then. We did not have a color TV until 1973. Interesting. So mm -hmm. that was a big so, deal. Yeah, I would have. I would have watched some of the Partridge family in, um, in black and white and then yeah. some of it in color. Yeah. I, I think a which lot of then people... I got to see David, David in all in his color. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Wow. He's a good looking guy back then too. And I, and I get it too. I, I watched almost all the shows for this episode, uh, because wow. I, I had not, I have not seen it. You know, I, I mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. have maybe seen like a repeat here and there. Uh, mm -hmm. but nothing that stuck in my head, you know, like something on Nick at night or something like that. So I, I didn't, yeah. I watched almost all of it for this, uh, for this episode here and it, it's a lot. So did you, <laughs> did you have a favorite episode? I think my favorite episode, I kind of have two. Oh, okay. Um, one was, and I think it was called the, the name of the song, Ben, Bendella. Okay. It was the episode that had Lewis Gossett Jr. and Richard Pryor. <gasps> yeah, that's a good episode. And it was about the Partridge family. Partridge family is going to this town mm -hmm. and they needed money. The town needed money to save the firehouse. Yeah. And so um, Danny took it upon himself to, and it was, it was, if you really look back, there was a lot of race relations mm -hmm. going on in that particular episode, really ahead of its time. And, um, I, I like that episode just because it was at the time when I was little, um, you know, growing up in Lakewood, pretty much a whitewashed town. Um, Lakewood, California. You know, I, Lakewood, California. Yeah. yeah. There, I did not have a lot of exposure at mm -hmm. all really to uh, African-Americans and stuff like that. So um, it was really interesting to see how they dealt with, that particular episode and in that episode they didn't want the town didn't want the partridge family to perform because they were white yeah and they didn't think that it was going going to go over very well and so 
Danny and Keith, they had to bridge bridge the song. And right. Stuff and, well, and, and you know, bridge. And the reason okay. why that was because even back in the very early seventies, combination between whites and blacks at the time were still not fully intertwined. I mean, everybody oh, yeah. was yeah. still at certain levels of segregation, even though there was a lot of laws and regulations and protests and riots and stuff like that, that were against it. It's it still, no one had fully gone back together, you know, to integrate everybody mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So it still was a little bit of a hot topic. And for the Partridge family to touch upon it, even as comedic as it was with Richard Pryor and Luke Gossett Jr., it still was a hot topic. And I think the most beautiful mm-hmm. thing about that particular episode is Keith said, oh, I, I want to write a song that I think would go really well. And he wrote that song, what's it called? Balego? Bandela. Bandela, yeah. Bandela. And it was beautiful because at the very end, they end up singing it and it was really nice. And you see like the crowd getting excited and they're kind of dancing and having a good time. And I think, you know, a lot of today's generations don't see that initial merges that we had back then. I think people don't know what that racial tension was back then. And to see something like that on TV was helpful, was very helpful at the yeah. time. So I, I, I get it. it, was, it yeah, because it was only six years. Uh, the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. Oh, yeah. So that was that episode. I think that was the last season. So that would have been 73. So that's only nine years Mm -hmm. since the civil rights act. So to me, it was, it was pretty significant, but as a little kid, um, I remember watching that episode and thinking, wow, the Partridge family are really cool Mm -hmm. because they're hanging out with African-American people and stuff. And it, that's, that's not a bad impression to leave on a 11 year old. You know, yeah. so Partridge Family was way ahead of its time. That's all. I'm it saying. was, yeah, and and one of the things that was interesting that they didn't put in that episode is because Lori, uh, Susan Day's character, uh-huh. was typically the one that uh, throughout uh, she was the one who kind of had a little bit of a political stand on things or yes. a, a new look as a young person to what was going on. So it was surprising that they didn't have a little bit more for her about it mm-hmm. but um uh, but yeah she they all had their own roles when it came to that particular episode and of course danny did some funny things mm-hmm. in there too because there's like some yeah. there's like a mob gangster kind of guy that kind of comes yeah, in yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know he's like you gotta get us the money and danny's like trying to negotiate it like he is it's it's actually <laughs> kind of funny but yeah in the end everybody wins and you know and and so funny that uh, Richard Pryor's in that, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, really, I, I went and looked up like when he actually started. This was right at the beginning of his career, so oh, that yeah? was kind of amazing. Okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of curious, and of course, Luke Gossett Jr. Who could have predicted that one from that show? Yeah. You know, and and that's a great thing about that show. They they ended up producing a lot of phenomenal actors that went on to do other things, and we'll talk about that in a in a little bit later here. So you said there was a second episode. What was uh, your the other episode was the one where the skunk went into the bus mm-hmm. and then they all ended up spent smelling like skunk. Yeah. And they were supposed to perform. I think it was a hospital benefit yes. or something. And they ended up, they ended up um, all having to bathe in the tomato juice. Correct. Cause that was the big thing. Right. So they mm-hmm. bathed in the tomato juice and then they had to put like circus. Somehow they had circus outfits. 
I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where the circus outfits came from. No, and the, they the outfits came from the, the operating room. The outfits came from the different people of the hotel. So that's the, what the, it was. So okay. uh, Shirley's outfit was one of the showgirls that put on a show there at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. So they all had clothes from the hotel. I I, I paid attention to the episode. Let me tell you. So there well, was. It's been a while since I've watched all those episodes. What? So. <laughs> I know. I I. I did look a little before this. Uh-huh. I did look a little bit at some of them, the highlights and stuff, but I think I probably can. So that episode alone had some discrepancies in it. First and foremost, they left the dog on the bus. They left the dog yeah. on the bus. Like what the heck? And then on top of it, so some little kids see th- the reason why they got stinky a second time is some little kids uh-huh. saw that the dog was on the bus and thought the dog was lonely. So they took the dog out and started playing with it and then gave the dog back when they were all in their new mm-hmm. uh, clothes that was around the yeah. hotel. So we're just like, what? Like, yeah. So there's that's some why they had to perform there. in the operating room. Operating room. They performed yes. in the operating room and everybody was looking down and they sang. I'm pretty sure that episode they sang. Um, I can feel your heartbeat. They sang well, in the very beginning. They sang the song. I think I love you. Which was confusing to me because it was all about the skunk. And a lot of Mm -hmm. times they would have songs that were a similar theme to what was going on. So Mm -hmm. uh, this was about, I want to say it was about the second or third episode in in the season. And Mm -hmm. uh, they sing it and it, you know, it's like, oh, this is a cute song, but it's about the skunk getting on a bus. And you're like, what? What? A lot of the songs didn't match up. Yeah, it did not match (laughs) up at all. They also sang, I think I love you on the episode where they were, um, there was a, a, like a pro not, I don't know if it was a protest per se, but it was about women's rights Oh, and the Partridge uh, family performed at, it was in a park. He sang something and the Partridge else. Family performed. I thought he sang, I think I love you. No, 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 but it was not a, uh, I think I love you. It was like, uh, it probably had the, it probably had rain in it. I think I counted yeah. one time. They have like seven songs that are about rain. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. I don't know what their, what their deal is with rain. But Wait. I think that one was, uh, this is what it's like to be lovers. No, no. Uh, what's the song about waking up in the morning? Hold on. Uh, I woke up in love this morning. I think it was that song. I woke up in love I think it was- this morning. I can sing the entire song if you want Oh, me wow. To. Okay, yeah. Let's- <laughs> Well, I, I actually had some favorite episodes myself, my, my favorite episode, just so you know, because I'm watching this as an adult, I saw the Partridge family in 2022. So this is different eyes than my one-year-old self would have seen it. Uh, (laughs) First and foremost, I absolutely love Danny Bonaduce in the show. I saw a small document or not a documentary film, but like a little biofilm he made mm-hmm. uh, about mm-hmm. the Partridge family called Come On, Get Happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've he, seen that one. and I've heard him in other interviews say that he kind of saved the show. And you know what? He did. He deserves oh, he all did. that credit. Mm-hmm. He was a mm-hmm. phenomenal little kid. And he was so good as an actor. I mean, he talks about how he nailed his audition. He had really good rapport with Dave Madden, which who played Ruben. And he had such a great, great sense of an actor as a kid. And not a lot of them do because Tracy and Chris, 
they don't end up doing much for the show. And they were cute no. little kids. So they were called the who actors. So they were known as the who actors. You're right. The who, Yeah. The who actors, because all they did was their only lines were when Shirley would make a reference to some contemporary actor Correct. or something. Like one time she said dinosaur and they just turned around and went, who? who? So that's all they ever did. <laughs> yeah, they were called so the who that. actors. Uh, but my, one, one thing oh, that's interesting about Danny is Danny was severely dyslexic. Yes. Yeah. I, I found that had, out. But he had a photographic memory. So that's how he uh, learned his lines. And he had a, uh asshole for a dad. Really? Oh, bad. yeah. His and we'll get is, into we'll get into the yeah. actors a little bit more uh, down the line here. And um, but yeah, what I was going to say, some of my favorite episode uh, was from Danny Bonaducci. And my first one was in season one, episode four. It was called See Here, Private Partridge. It's where Danny gets drafted and Shirley's trying to correct it, but everybody at the military base keeps passing her off and telling her she's wrong. So she just gives up and she sends Danny into the draft and he ends ends up going past like quite a few examinations because the people are not paying attention to them. They're just going right. to numerous people and mm. stuff like that. So it gets, it gets pretty funny, you know, cause there's a little uh, hilarity that ensues. And then finally they catch on and they're all, all these big burly men are staring down at him going, you know, who are you? And they kick mm. him back out. So that was, that was a very funny episode. Uh, didn't he but- wear, a, uh, didn't he wear a uniform that was really big, big on him? No, not that episode. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, they had them pretty much undressed and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, well, you know what? Let me take that back. I, I actually don't remember. Let me just take that back. I don't remember if he wore a suit, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think he was in regular clothes by the time they kicked him out. Okay. So the other episode that I really liked that I was laughing way too hard because I'm just a complete dork. It was <laughs> called <laughs> Help. And it was with Lori and Shirley. They went camping because they had like a day off and they decided to go camping, Mm -hmm. but Keith, Danny and Ruben were really worried. So they decided to follow them on their camping adventure. And in the meantime, Mm -hmm. just before they all leave, they're making fun of them. Like, Oh, girls can't camp and blah, blah, blah. You know, like girls can't do that. And they're like, yeah, we can, we can do anything. Mm -hmm. And the funny part about it is that they, they got Ruben to go and be with them. So Keith and uh, Danny convinced Ruben to go with them. And Ruben is in a suit and dress shoes, by the way. And he's hiking. Right, right. And so, <laughs> so what ends up happening is that he's slipping and falling and breaking himself like all over the place. And I'm just such a goober that I'm laughing at all of his physical falls and hurts and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty funny. And then at the very end, um, Danny starts leaving trails of his underwear and socks. The girls end up right. finding him because of that. And then there's a Girl Scout troop uh, that's kind of like backing them up. And then they start making fun of the boys. And that, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the actors that were in the show, like we were mentioning earlier, that end up being either more famous after the show or yeah. were kind of already a, a little bit of a name. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when the show started. So uh, Harry Morgan was in the show. And b- before I continue on with my actors list, Harry Morgan was in it twice. And some, so were some of these other actors. They were in uh-huh, here more right. than once. 
And here's the thing I didn't like about when they had the actors come back, they would try to disguise them differently. So for instance, Harry Morgan, the first one, first episode he was in, he was just himself uh, clean shaven and he was a victim of getting hit by Shirley in the bus. Right, right. And then the second episode, (laughs) he was in this uh, old town and they just had a mustache on him like oh we couldn't tell the difference between you and Harry I mean yeah so they did that a lot uh they had other actors where they did that too as well so but uh the coolest thing uh Farrah Fawcett Jacqueline Smith was on there yep yep um Mark Hamill was on there that was Mm -hmm. I mean I recognized him immediately Richard Mulligan and if anyone doesn't know who Richard Mulligan is he played in the one of my favorite TV shows called Soap. It's a, a comedy oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. called Soap. And then he was also more well-known for a TV show called Empty Nest, which was an, actually a next-door neighbor of the Golden Girls. So uh, there was that. Of course, we mentioned earlier, there was Luke Gossett Jr. and Richard Pryor. There was Rob Reiner, Norman Fell, Howard Cosell, Burt Convey. Now, Burt Convey comes in twice as two different people. One he is the marine life manager or operator of marine yeah. land. The other time he comes back as a love interest for Shirley. It's like, gosh, girl, you just met him. Like, you know, last season, <laughs> could you have hooked up with him then? So, uh, and there's Vic Tabak, Meredith Baxter. Meredith mm-hmm. Baxter was the uh, hippie girl. I don't know if you recognized her back then. Well, and let me give you a little tidbit. Uh, David started dating after that episode. David started dating Meredith Baxter in real life, and then she in real life, and she oh. left him. She left him, broke his heart. That was like his first real serious relationship. Wow. Broke his heart, and then she ended up marrying David Bernie because remember yeah. she was Meredith Baxter That's Bernie, Bernie. and yeah. now she she um, uh, divorced David Bernie and came out as gay. I, yes. And that was a couple of years ago too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I kind of remember that roughly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a trivia. I have a trivia question for you. Okay. You can, you can try. Who you'll probably, this is not that hard. If you really watched all the episodes, (laughs) um, what two cast members of the wizard of Oz were on the uh, Partridge family and what, um, characters did they play? I know for sure. Ray Bulger was there he was a scarecrow mm-hmm. um i don't know who the second character would be margaret hamilton the wicked witch ray bulger oh, played shirley's dad and margaret hamilton yeah. played reuben kincaid's mom on the show oh interesting and i didn't i didn't fun. i did not know yeah. that now um the other thing I w- i'd like to say about ray bulger is I'm, I'm not sure if i'm pronouncing his name correct Bulger. Bolger, thank you. Yeah. And the one thing that got me upset is because I really loved him. I thought he was fantastic. And when I found mm-hmm. out later after watching the episodes that he was a scarecrow on The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know why they replaced him at the final season. Uh, Shirley has a different dad. In, yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to say his name is Jack Coogan or something like that. Uh, he was Jack a little bit, No. Uh, oh, Jackie Coogan? Coogan, the yes. child actor? Yeah. Yeah. I was upset to find out that she didn't get along with uh, Ray Bulger. Bulger. Mm-hmm. Ray Bulger. Yeah. Uh, but and- I think that goes back to her old acting days when she was doing 
um, the classics like Oklahoma and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Music man. Yeah. Another interesting and uh, what I uh, that was that was another one of my favorite episodes where Ray Bulger was on it um, because I remember at the time I didn't really understand what they were talking about because mm-hmm. the parents were into therapy. And yeah, stuff. and <laughs> kind of hippie stuff. Yeah, and no, they, they were kind of trying were to be to hippies, Shirley. is what it was. They were kind of conservative. Right. The mom was conservative, but the dad was kind yeah. of open. They and- could have taken lessons from your parents. My, <laughs> my parents, on. yes, the best hippies yeah. ever. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, but on that particular episode, um, Ray Bulger tells Shirley, "We're really worried about Lori." Because did you see her this morning? She was talking to us and her arms were folded and she oh, was yeah. very tense and stuff. And then Shirley goes, her arms folded because she has no buttons on her bathrobe. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. But anytime <clears throat> Shirley's parents came, they came about once a season and they always had some type of fight. And hey. it was always the grandpa that was like trying to live his best life while grandma was like being stern yeah. and putting her yeah feet down and, you know, being stuck in the mud type of thing. The very first time Shirley's parents come, it was hilarious because the dad wanted to sing. And so (laughs) I I don't know why they put this poor actor in a recording studio because he could clearly not sing. Yeah, yeah. But it was very cute and you still fell for it, you know, and he was very sweet. He was very endearing. And I I loved his acting so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I was... Yeah, he he was a great surprise, and I was very sad to see that he was replaced. Um, so anyway, so let's let's continue talking about some of the discrepancies they had in this show. Shirley's late husband dies, and no one ever mentions it throughout the run of the series. Uh, no one misses their father. No one has any issues, yeah. um, especially and- the little kids. Yeah. The little kids aren't going like, to be crying because they missed their dad. Or like, what was dad like? You know, maybe they don't have memories. No, nothing. Everybody was very well behaved. So the difference between season one and two, three, and four is season one had a different intro song. And season one's intro song was really about how they became the singing family right. on the road. Right. And um, it's not come on, get happy, but it's the same tune. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. melody that you're hearing. And the song actually just talks about how Danny convinced uh mr kincaid to uh make them and he got reuben to sell a song and it really came together when mom sang along that's what that's what was the song was yeah (laughs) so so the song changed to come on get happy and i gotta admit the Mm -hmm. the, when it did change it it is a great opening theme song you know we don't have theme songs like that anymore with tv shows no huh and i I kind of miss that you might have some track yeah, yeah, but, yeah you kind of have a track. So, like the Brady Bunch had a theme song. All of them had a theme song. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Brady Bunch mm-hmm. did. You know, to this day, I'm still not a Brady Bunch fan. And I'm um, not either. I did see a couple episodes growing up. It was very confusing for me. I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. I'm an adult. I still don't understand <laughs> it. So, so I, I think a lot of people who have seen the Partridge family can attest that uh, the kids are not playing the music. It's all on soundtrack. Um, it was very obvious back then. Um, uh, cause you can, you can hear the music fade in, you can hear it fade out, you know, they're still yeah. singing and the, the words are going and you're like, Oh, uh, the kids can't play the instruments. And my gosh, no. 
did Tracy have issues just hitting a triangle or a cowbell or tambourine? What the heck was wrong well, with that kid? They she had like actually, ADD or something. They actually gave her, there's no tambourine. I don't think there's hardly any tambourine in any of the songs. Mm -hmm. um, but they gave her a tambourine because it was the only, one of the only instruments she could actually hold because she was so little. Yeah. So they gave her a tambourine. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I thought was interesting was in the first few episodes, they don't have David singing and David is, right. David is lipping to the um, studio musicians mm -hmm. singing, I guess. And even Shirley wasn't singing on the first few episodes. Right. Which was surprising yeah. because they hired her specifically mm -hmm. because she was a singer or she, she, yeah. she is a singer. Uh, she's still mm -hmm. alive. So, uh, but yeah, they, yeah. they gave that to her because she specifically is a singer and David and Shirley end up singing after a couple episodes. And so they're lip syncing to their own voices, but mm -hmm. on the actual albums themselves, I discovered that Shirley Jones wasn't as featured as much because right. she was not um, a younger generational voice that they wanted to hear. They basically wanted to hear David Cassidy, which was surprising. Well, they, you know, they also because Sony made over five hundred million dollars on the merchandising and the albums. Oh yeah, um, yeah. With and the reason that they predominantly featured um, David was because starting in nineteen seventy one, David started touring. Mm -hmm. and stuff and he was making so much money i mean they released nine albums from mm -hmm. 70 to 73 yeah. so yeah. and and it just was more predominantly david david was even the larger picture mm -hmm. on the album and so they really wanted to bank off of his popularity and i can so see why i mean he was so good look i'm i'm looking at him now going oh hubba hubba you know, yeah. like, yeah, that brings some warm, tingly stuff inside that I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's he's <laughs> a good looking guy. You know, I can understand why yeah. he was a heartthrob back in the day. Um, did mm -hmm. you, I know you were going to talk about this a little bit later. You've seen him in concert as an adult, but did you see him when you were younger back in that day? No, no, you didn't no, know I wouldn't have. No, because I was, I was a kid, you know. 10, 11, I wouldn't have been going to any concerts or anything like that. I guess and I came from a very, upbringings. yeah, I came from a very conservative, my first oh. concert, I think I was 17. Was oh, the first one wow. I went to. You're so old. Yeah. Sticks, it, Dave Mason and shut your mouth. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> Dave Mason and Bob Welsh was my first concert. Um, I don't even so. know who Bob Welsh is. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Is you he always remind me that you're what? Yeah. Now, the, the Welch's. I'm 53. The great people? The, the great yeah, people? The great people. The grape jam. Yeah, I just turned 60, by the way. Oh, so. holy. Well, congratulations for making it. holy moly. Yeah. Holy moly, I know. Five 60, years from getting a six. senior citizen discount, so. No, there's a lot of places you already get senior citizen discount at 55, <laughs> sweetheart. Oh, yeah, well, I'm like not there yet. The so movies. I wouldn't know. The movies. The it movies. only cost me 10 bucks to get into the movies. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway. But yeah, let me, let me, let me talk to you about my adult life with Wait, David. Just before you way. do, I just have to ask were you part of the fan club back then? Were you a fan of. Like they had an actual they, fan club. Uh, they did. They, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was, I found out later that that was totally controlled by Sony. 
um, I was not part of the fan club as a kid. Oh, okay. But I did join a, I think it was a Facebook group okay. back in like 2011 or 2012. Ooh, and it so, was the David. So I really, know. yeah. And now I was 50. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I joined my first fan club. Uh, okay, but, nice. Yeah, I wish I had been part of the fan club because supposedly they got like stuff. But you had to pay fees and stuff to be in the fan club. Okay, well, I... We attended, me and my my best friends that are in the background there, um, we attended the David Cassidy concert at La Mara Theater, and uh-huh. the executive director, Jeff Brown, who I love, um, he was, uh, he set up a meet and greet for me and my friends afterwards, oh, no. but it was really for me, because he knew I was the biggest David Cassidy fan. And I'm sorry, so, what year was this? It was 2010 or 2011. Oh, one of those, no. one of those years. I can't wow. remember exactly when. But first notice in the picture, especially on the bottom right, mm-hmm. I had a really good booby shirt. You know, you I did. was showing I was showing some cleavage because it you was sure going to be were. David. That was important. Oh, so anyway, okay. so we we meet after the show. We're in the green room and we meet. Mm-hmm. And um, both of our moms had just died. Actually, you know what? It's earlier because my mom died in 2004. So it might've been 2006 or seven, but both of us started and his mom had just died. Oh, David Cassidy's mom. Yeah. So we were, I was telling him, I was sorry. Just for our listeners, uh, David Cassidy's mom is not Shirley Jones. It was, uh, that's a stepmom. That's a stepmom. Evelyn Ward. Evelyn Ward was his mom. And so we were talking about it, about our moms and stuff. And, and, um, that's the bottom left mm-hmm. photo. That's where we're talking about our moms. We where he's looking up, that. where he's kind of looking up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was and he saying then, to you? Um, he was just talking about, you know, to be honest with you, I think those were the David alcoholic days. Right. Because, According to all the records, that's, that's kind of when that was happening. Right. Was in and the 2000s. He was, you could tell during that concert. And then I saw him again in 2012 and it was much more significant there. Really? I feel, feel, yeah, I feel really bad for him, but, um, but you could tell he was a little bit loopy, um, Mm -hmm. when we were talking and stuff. So he was kind of just talking, he was doing most of the talking, talking about his mom and how much he loved her and how much he missed her and stuff. So we're listening and stuff like that. And then he, um, and then he went in for the hug that's uh-huh. the bottom right. He goes in for the hug because I wasn't uh-huh. going to be pretentious and say, will you hug me? Even though I oh. wanted desperately, I would have slept with him at that point. Merged bodies. Uh, just <laughs> married, quick... I've been married 37 years, yeah. but I would have. Steve knows uh-huh. if David Cassidy was anywhere near me and the possibility was there. I totally would have slept with him. Well, uh, 100%, as, a, as a spoiler 100%. alert, David Cassidy has passed away. You could always have ghost sex. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. If that would happen. I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyway, so he, he goes in for the hug uh-huh. and we hug, swear to God, long hug. Yeah, it was. Like, like, 50, like 20, 30 seconds. We're yeah, hugging. it was. And then I pull back. David pulls me back in <gasps> oh. for the extended hug. That I don't have amazing. it on video, but that's, uh, that's the top picture. You know, yeah. these are great photos. I'm going to show Do you mind if I show the other p- picture yeah, yeah, you yeah. sent me here? So this is another one that looks Sweating. like he's going in for the hug. And yeah. that's all of us looking so beautiful. 
And you guys are you but, gorgeous. But notice how notice how nice I was. I didn't even take the middle spot next to David. Yeah. Well, who was taking these I, photos I gave for you? That, um, the executive director, Jeff Brown. <gasps> the executive no. director of the theater. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was watching the whole thing. He thought he was he was so happy because mm -hmm. he had made this happen and he's just the greatest. I'm not kidding you, one of the greatest guys living, Jeff Brown. Well, just so and, you uh, know he made this happen. And, David looks amazing in these pictures. So photogenic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how old would you say he's here? Okay. That was, um, I want to say it was probably 20, 2006, 2007, something like that. So mm -hmm. that's, um, he died in 2017. Yeah. So that's probably, um, what, 10 years. He's probably like 55, 57. Oh, wow. Around there. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. younger. So if anyone's hearing thumping, it is Paula fanning herself because she's just getting so hot and bothered looking at these photos. I am, I am, and I'm still so going through menopause. If, if you yeah, if you're hearing these thumping sounds, that is Miss Mrs. Sorry. Paula Faust Sorry getting all that. heated up again, seeing these David Cassidy photos, which I don't blame her. I mean, he's he's yeah. a hot tamale. So he was. Uh, he was, yeah. The last time I saw him in concert was 2012 um, in Vegas. And so that was like five years before he died. And he was uh, puffy and oh, he, yeah. forgot, he, for, he forgot the lyrics. He was singing, a, oh, um, no. I want to say a, monk, a monkey's tune. He was doing a monkey's cover. And really? forgot the word. Yeah, forgot the words in the middle of it. And he was... We were like front row uh -huh. and he, you could tell he was a little glazed and stuff. It was sad. Oh, it was really? sad to see, to see his demise. Yeah. Yeah. I was forgetting his, uh, forgetting the lyrics. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And he, he, he was very different from when I had seen him like five years previous. Yeah. Um, sweating a lot too. Oh, I mean, I know gosh. people sweat on stage, but. It was, it just, it, it was a marked, marked difference between the previous time. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, yeah. I can imagine that he was now, did he normally sing a lot of his favorite songs from the Partridge family? What's interesting is cause he stopped, he toured from like 1971 to 1974. Okay. And then in 1974 in London, he did a show. Cause at the time he was doing stadium shows, mm -hmm. he did a show and a 14 year old girl got crushed to death at his show oh and, um, wow yeah got crushed to death and so he gave up touring after oh that oh my gosh so this had for to be af years. after he quit the show yeah yeah wow. he toured for a little bit after he quit after he quit the show mm -hmm. and um and then uh so he 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 just and i can understand he was only 20 oh god what would he have been 22 23 oh, something like that yeah, yeah. Um, that's a tough one you know so for him for him it was really overwhelming he was also yeah. really tired of the whole thing of how he couldn't have a life type of you know yeah. type of thing and then he uh started releasing more songs in the 90s in the mm -hmm. early 90s um but at that time he was really rejecting his partridge family connection wow yeah, okay. he he released a song called "Old Dog New Tricks," um, some other some other albums like three or four albums. Didn't he also and, pose nude for Annie Leibovitz? 
on the Rolling Stones he magazine. Wrote, but that was actually in 1973 when the show mm. was still going on. Oh, and that was oh. his re- that was his rebellious thing. Oh, they, that was his big it was, rebellion. Just for our listeners, it was controversial because you could just see a hint of a couple pubic hairs and society mm-hmm. and life as we know it flipped out. I mean, it was like the huge yeah. scandal at the time. Uh, now, if we saw a couple of pubic yeah, hairs, we'd and- be like, dude, go shave those off. You know, like nobody would care. Yeah. I know. I know. Who has pubic hair anymore? Yeah. Come exactly. On. I mean, I just saw but, a cartoon um, commercial for pubic hair. So yeah, whatever. Uh, well, that's, that's sad towards the end of his life that everything happened the way it yeah. did. I mean, he was very talented. In fact, some of the notes I wrote about him from season one to season two was how strong his vocals got because he's like you said, he started singing yeah. on the tracks a, a couple episodes in. And, and you can tell when his voice comes in because it, it really truly sounds like him and his voice between season one and season two got very strong, very confident. And it was just beautiful. And I, I saw stories where he he had a really nice voice. He had a really nice voice. And they, and he made comments about how he would sing slower and they would speed up the track a little bit to make him sound a little bit younger and stuff. Nonetheless, he still Mm -hmm. sang those songs and he sang them very beautifully he also had a phenomenal stage presence when he sang. I noticed that, especially from season two on out, he really understood how to sing, perform, be in the crowd. I mean, he was just lovely. Yeah. He seemed very sweet, you know. And I, well, think- he got a lot of that. Got a lot of that from his dad, Jack Cassidy. Did he? Yeah, it was I- yeah. He was a. I don't know about his singing voice, but he was a pretty decent actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably got a lot. And I know his mom was an actress. So he yes. probably got a lot yeah. of tips and stuff from them. But the other thing, one other thing that I want to say about his recording, I mean, his performing career um, in the 90s, it was in the 90s and the early 2000s that he also did um, some Broadway. He did Band oh, of Brothers with yeah. his brother. He did he did Music Man. He did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. He also did some uh, uh, in the late eighties, early nineties. He did some TV and stuff. But what's interesting is in the late nineties, early two thousands is where he realized that he still was very bankable as mm-hmm. the David Cassidy, Keith Partridge years. Yeah. And there was a lot of people like me that were fans at the time that were, you know, there's so much of nostalgia that goes on with a lot of singers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he, and it's interesting because Danny Bonaducci was on, I don't know if you ever listened to Mark and Brian. Yes, I did. Mark and Brian Brian was a, a, radio station here in Los Angeles, uh, popular for many a decade. Yeah, they for were 25 ra- years. Yeah, they, they were, were on, radio hosts they were that had a years. lot of yeah. really fun people on their show. So to our listeners who are not from California, would not know who they were. So I'm sorry, go on. But what, so Danny Bonaducci was on Mark and Brian, and this mm-hmm. was probably in early 90s. Mm-hmm. And Danny Bonaducci was on Mark and Brian, and he was talking about his love for David Cassidy because Danny Bonaducci at the time was having big problems. He had drug problems and it was terrible. He had a oh, terrible, wow. terrible life. And 
David Cassidy is the one that helped Danny Bonaducci get rehabilitated Mm -hmm. and get back on his feet and stuff. So Mark and Brian wanted to have both of them on the show. Yeah. And they were able to get Danny Bonaducci and David Cassidy on the show. And I think it was a show where they had people come uh, at the studio. Mm -hmm. And I think David Cassidy is saying that's when he realized how much of a fan base he still had yeah. for the old Partridge Family stuff. So he started touring and doing all the old Partridge Family songs. Oh, wow. And he did Vegas. He he did big, big venues. I mean, mm. like I said, I saw him at La Marta Theater, which holds 1,200 people, and it was packed. Yeah. Completely packed. And it was packed with women my age that mm-hmm. were throwing their underwear on the stage. And what? The whole thing. So. Who David wants some granny making, panties? Who wants some granny panties? I did not. They told me to to, uh, to throw my bra on stage, but then my boobs would have been at my ankles. So oh, I said, no. Yeah. If I brought back a bra, for sure. <laughs> Nothing like your belly button ring my... between your boobs because they're hanging so low. <laughs> for sure. For right. sure. I know. It's like, oh my God, I'm sweeping the floor. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like leaving a tray. But anyway, so he so he realized how much money mm-hmm. he could actually make with this. So he went back to touring and it was all oh. all the stuff he did was all Partridge Family wow. songs. And people loved it. And I like the fact that he went back to embrace it because he was rejecting it for so many years. Wow. The whole Partridge Family thing. So yeah, and yeah, so it was cool. Susan Day was someone who kind of rejected it the the whole Partridge family thing after oh, yeah. a while. Uh, oh, yeah. There's lots of conversations mm-hmm. directly from David, Danny, everyone else in the, the cast saying that they are upset with her, that she doesn't want to join the reunions yeah. and whatnot. And now, right. you know, David Cassidy's gone. Danny Bonaduce currently has some unknown medical problems as we speak. Right. They right. don't know what's wrong mm-hmm. with him. He's not able to speak, which is terrible because- that guy has a voice, you know, he really does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. And, oh, and, uh, the actress who played Susan Tracy, Crow died. Yeah. Susan Crow mm-hmm. passed away unexpectedly. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that she doesn't want to still, you know, cause that's what catapulted her into some more fame. Hi there. Celeste here interrupting the podcast because I have some fantastic news. My interview with Paula Faust goes so much longer than I anticipated, but you're not going to want to miss the next episode because she's going to tell us about another encounter with one of the members from the Partridge family. So you're not going to want to miss that. Hit that subscribe button for me so you do not miss out. I'll see you then.